Hi, and welcome to the Mind Yourself podcast with Jazz and Laura and SpunOut.ie. Mind Yourself with SpunOut.ie. Each week on the podcast, we are joined by the guys over at SpunOut.ie to talk all things mental health. Whether it's a question about education, relationships or just everyday life, the guys will be here to share their professional advice with you. This week, we are talking to Ian Power from SpunOut.ie all about sexual health. Ian Power, CEO of SpunOut.ie, thank you so much for joining us on the Zoo Crew. How are you? Good, thanks guys. Not too bad. How are you? We're good, we're good. Can't believe it's officially December. I opened up my chocolate advent calendar this morning. I was like, it's so Christmassy. <laughs> I mean, for a year that's been so, um, you know, short in many ways, it seems like it's flown by. It's also dragged. So yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's a remarkable. <laughs> it's a strange one, all right, for sure. Uh, so for this week's topic, we're going to look a little bit at sexual health. And uh, now this is a topic we could go on and on for days about. Um, but we're going to look at specifically STIs because um, just off air a minute ago, you mentioned that STIs are on the rise. Why is that? Yeah, so uh, so some STIs have seen an increase in kind of notifications this year, which is, you know, I think surprising for lots of us. And when you think about it, it could have been a great time for us to kind of get on top of, of STIs and really kind of try to eliminate them as much as possible. But obviously our colleagues in public health who would normally be doing that type of work have been kind of focused very much on COVID, which is the big infectious disease of the year. And um, so, yeah, so there has been, um, you know, there has been worrying numbers in respect of, of HIV and today is World AIDS Day. So it's it's a useful moment to kind of reflect on kind of uh, what we're, we're doing in the in, in respect to, to sexual health. Um, and really, I think yeah, the, the sexual health services across Ireland haven't really been uh, open for the last number of months. Uh, they've either been closed, some of them, or they've been operating a limited service as well. So I think really it's it's trying to navigate how we might kind of get there, those sexual health checkups, even if some of the services might be limited and, and why it might still be important for lots of us because um, you know, you, you never know kind of what the situation is with kind of how people are, you know, having sex at the moment. And I think it's really important we kind of continue to, to talk about sexual health and, and getting tested regularly. I don't know if it's just because of the year that we've had with COVID, but I I haven't really heard much about, you know, getting tested and stuff for, for sexually transmitted diseases in the news recently. And I think as well, there might be a lot of people who, you know, who may have had even a long-term partner and who may not think that they need to get tested, which isn't exactly the case at all. Uh, but I, th- I don't think, now I could, I could be completely wrong here, but I just judging from my own friends, maybe it's just something that we don't talk about, but it, it doesn't seem to be at the forefront of people's minds at the moment yeah and understandably like i mean i think obviously we've we've all got you know really quite a long list of priorities at the moment and maybe this doesn't come top of it and i think it's probably just a moment to kind of reflect as we're kind of wrapping up the year kind of you know thinking about things maybe that we want to take off our list and if you're having sex i think it's really important that you factor in uh, you know a test at least kind of twice a year, like we'd be saying, depending on the number of, of sexual partners that you'd have, you know, maybe if you're having a number of different sexual partners, you might think about it more frequently than that. But, you know, maybe at least once, if not twice a year that you would go and get a sexual health screen. Um, and, and really, there are a number of different ways to do it, even in the current climate. Um, and it's really, really important that if, you know, you've gone a while without a screen and you've had sexual partners since, 
um, you know, that you consider trying to set it up either, you know, this side of the, the end of the year or even uh, in, in January. Um, so a number of, of the services are operating limited services at the moment. So the best piece of advice I could give is to kind of get in touch with the service directly and see what they're offering, right? So in, in James's in the guide clinic, which would be well known to lots of folks, they're doing a limited service and um, some by appointment only. The Matter um, have a clinic as well, and I know that that's opened back up again recently. St. Vincent's have a clinic as well, and um, particularly for um, kind of PrEP and PEP, which are um, you know HIV uh, medications, both kind of preventative. Um, and so there, there's a number of different services that are open. We're really calling on the government to open up all of the services and to try to resource them to be um, as available as possible because as you said like it's not something we talk about so it's hard enough to kind of you know get up you know kind of to, to go and motivate ourselves to go do it at the best of times so it's really important that we make it as easy for people as possible to do it at the moment and you know I think it's really important to get that message out there. Yeah. For a lot of people I think um and I'm kind of basing this on, I remember being in college, you hear a lot about STIs and getting checked. It's very prevalent on the co- college campus from like student unions and stuff, which I think is really good. But if you're in a stage where maybe you're just out of college and beginning work like that, you don't hear about it in work. Like it's not a thing that you talk about with your friends a lot. Therefore, it can kind of slip to the back of your mind. Uh, and because of that, I think maybe if you are a person who might think you have an STD, it, it could always be a thing where you're like, ah, do you know, I'll, I'll, that's next week's problem. You can kind of kick the can down the road with it a little bit. But for someone who is maybe trying to just play the out of sight of the mind card, is it easily accessible? I know you you mentioned the clinics are opening up again. Is it easy, easily accessible to get a test? And for someone who might have one, should should it be or should you be embarrassed about having one? Or is it quite normal? And, and does it need to be normalized more? I think uh, the experience of COVID is quite interesting because COVID is an infectious disease and you can't really get blamed for catching COVID. And similarly, kind of, you know, STIs are, are infectious. And so, you know, with, with you can take all the precautions and still potentially, you know, end up catching one. So I think the main piece of advice is to try and be as safe as possible and um, to use condoms um, and, and to try to prevent against STIs. But if you catch an STI, it's an infectious disease. And so, you know, it, it's something that you just can't really, uh, you know, kind of let yourself feel blame or, or shame or guilt. You know, there's a whole, we could have a whole conversation about why we feel so kind of guilty and, and shameful when we talk about sex. But, you know, really kind of sex is a really positive thing. It's a thing to be enjoyed between two partners that are consenting, you know. So, you know, if you catch an STI, uh, the most important thing is to know that you have one and um, so that you can get it treated. And the only way you can know for sure is if you get tested. So you mentioned college campuses. They all actually also, in addition to some of the clinics I mentioned earlier, they all have services, some free, some charge a, a small fee. And um, it's really important that, you know, particularly if you've got symptoms that you go and get tested so that you can get treatment um, quickly. Um, but also, you know, just in, in, you know, the number of partners maybe that you've had, or if you've had unprotected sex, it's really quite important to go and get that checkup, even if you don't think there's anything wrong. Um, and one of the things that's really uh, come to the fore in the last couple of years as well, for those not everybody will have the means to pay for a test, but for those who do have the means to pay for a test, you can get home testing kits now. There are places like Let's Get Checked, got, uh, sorry, Let's Get Checked.com, uh, which is a really good uh, service 
um, and it can turn around the results really quickly for you. Even going to your own GP. And um, so if you've got a free GP card, you may have to pay maybe an extra 20 quid for the bloods, maybe you don't. Um, and even if you have to pay the 60, 50 or 60 euro for the consultation fee and the extra 20 euro for the, for the bloods, it's well worth the peace of mind if you have that money to spare as well. So you know, people sometimes forget that you can go to the GP to get that service, uh, you know, to get that screen. So it's just a, a reminder to folks really that if you've been having unprotected sex and you know, you've been having sex with, with different multiple um, partners, it's really just a good idea to go and do it. And look, I think there's a lot of talk where as well this year, we've been expected to not have sexual partners. And, you know, that's been really difficult, particularly for people who are not in a relationship. And um, sex is something that everyone enjoys. Sex is something that's kind of integral to us as, as human beings and people. So, you know, you shouldn't be surprised that, that people will have wanted to have sex and maybe they'll have been having sex with, you know, a particular person, you know, kind of to try to get through the last kind of nine months or whatever. But um, the key message really is that, you know, there has been obviously kind of a hiatus on testing and as they open back up again, it's kind of a really good idea now to take stock, just to do the health check that you would normally do for other things. And yeah, I think hopefully, like, I mean, the stigma around it is a whole, a whole other day's conversation but we really do need to address it because as i said you know we're we're only by creating that stigma and reinforcing that stigma we're preventing people from getting tested and we're only increasing the number of, of people with stis most of which are treatable but then you know when you think about hiv hiv thanks to the medications that are now available it's a really manageable um, infection and disease but unfortunately you know it, it's medication that you you would have to take for the rest of your life so it's, it's really quite a big um, impact so we do want to try and limit the spread of that as much as possible and so the only way to do that is to get tested and to get screened regularly and uh, really I would hope that after our experience with COVID and, and as another infectious disease we kind of maybe start to limit kind of our thinking in respect of of blame in terms mm. of catching things you know yeah I know you said that the whole stigma is a conversation for another day and maybe we will come back to that at a later stage uh, but if there is someone that is listening at the moment and maybe they have been having sex for quite a long time and they might be maybe a little bit older maybe than the average person who maybe might start to get checked at um, if there's someone listening right now and they're kind of like okay you know I've been at this for quite a long time but I haven't got a test and maybe they're completely clueless as to where to go and to where to start where would you send them for a bit of information uh, to get to get information on, on how to get checked yeah I think the best place to go uh, would be sexualwellbeing.ie so they have a list of resources around um, both sexual health and all of the things that sexual health touches, but also services that would be available. Um, we in Spunite.ie have lists of services that are available um, and we hope it's as up-to-date as we possibly can. The services get in touch with us to let us know any changes to, to how they're operating. HIV Ireland as well, um, they have a really good website. And um, so there's a few different places to go for the information. and. Really, what I would say to folks, you know, if you if you haven't been in a while, it's a really good um, excuse to go and, and check out the service because things have changed so much um, in the last kind of five or 10 years in terms of how we do SDI screening. Most of it you do yourself potentially in some clinics um, and, and you you kind of would see the, the nurse or the, the, the doctors who have your bloods taken and stuff like that. Um, really, it's quite painless as well. Often there's some myths around you know kind of how invasive these things are and um, again things have changed so much they're really 
and painless and, and really quite, um, you know, innocuous. So definitely would kind of encourage anybody who's worried about it to talk to either your GP when you're next in, you know, kind of for anything else and just open up the conversation. And uh, what's really funny is that sometimes people have kind of, and in, you know, kind of something that's holding them back from talking to professionals about it. Believe me, like they've seen everything before, you know, so they're really good at having these conversations. They kind of approach them, you know, most healthcare workers approach them in a way that's, you know, really kind of quite matter of fact. And so you can be surprised how open a conversation you can have with your GP or with the folks at your local SCI clinic. So I would really uh, encourage people to open up that dialogue. Don't be afraid to kind of give the full and true facts because it's only, you know, by doing that, that you can kind of get the exact care that you need. And yeah, just to remember that, you know, it's some of, some of the, the SCIs that you can contract have kind of very long-term you know, kind of consequences if you don't catch them in time and, and treat them in time. So um, it is something, as Jazz said, you can tend to put on the long finger, but really it's something that we shouldn't. We should just try to build it into our routine as much as possible. And let's say someone does go and, and get tested and they find out, look, well, they actually do have an STD. The next thing they have to, to do is figure out how to, they're going to get rid of it, which again is something you can be quite nervous about. How easy is it to get rid of, let's say, your, your, your more common uh, STDs, such as like chlamydia or gonorrhea? Yeah, so what will happen um, at the moment, obviously the labs are backed up with lots of COVID tests and other tests that they're doing. So at the moment, uh, there's a delay, uh, you know, kind of in terms of the turnaround time, you know, that there would have previously been. But generally speaking, if there is something found in your uh, screen, so if, they, if there is a positive result for an SCI, generally speaking, you'll get kind of that news earlier than you would if your uh, screen was completely clear. So um, what will happen is somebody would ring you or get in touch with you from the clinic that you went to or maybe your GP would get in touch with you. They would let you know kind of what the results were. And then they would talk to you about treatment. So for some um, STIs, the treatment is simply just oral tablets, medication. For some STIs, it may requ require um, injections. Look, we're all kind of a bit funny about needles, but they're really over in no time. So again, treatment is not something to be worried about. Um, and so the most important thing is to just kind of understand and to know your status really more broadly of, of kind of all STIs. And then if there is something there to be treated, generally speaking, it's, it's relatively straightforward. The challenging um, one is, is particularly with kind of the, the GPs. So, you know, often they won't necessarily have the treatment on, on site, obviously, um, and pharmacies don't tend to stock some of the kind of treatments that um, are required for STI. So if you go to a GP, you know, you may then be referred to a clinic to, to get your treatment. Um, or potentially if you look for some of the you know specialist clinics, if you're if you're have the resources and means to pay for it, if you go to some of those clinics, they would have the, the treatment on site, they would call you in pretty quickly, um, as would many of the free clinics. But um yeah definitely if it's something that um you're eager to do, reach out to the, the few different services, shop around, see what's available and see how free you can get it. Um and you know definitely take advantage. And some of the services you know have, have been really flexible and you know are, are taking appointments over email and everything like that. So really do reach out to, to try to see what you can get over the next few weeks. 
Yeah, absolutely. And I think as well, like after the year we've had, I don't think any of that sounds as scary as what we've just lived through. So I think if there's anything to take from this conversation is that, you know, it needs to be normalised. And, you know, this is just a part of everyday life. It's almost like just going to the dentist or just going and visiting your GP. Like, you know, as you said, they've seen it all. And, you know, it shouldn't be something that you should be embarrassed about. Absolutely. And I think really like the the main impetus as well, one of the other messages from COVID is that, you know, we're we're all kind of doing the various things, whether it's wearing masks, etc., to kind of protect other people. And actually getting screened regularly means you know your status, you know if you've got an SCI and you know that you need to get treatment, and then we can prevent passing them on to other people and ultimately limit the spread of them overall. So really it's it's not just for yourself as well, it's for your 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 partners too that you're doing this. Exactly. And mm. I mean, if you get the all clear, maybe you don't and you deal with the problem, it'll probably make the next time you do have sex even better. So <laughs> there you go. Absolutely. <laughs> Ian Power, CEO of SpunOut.ie. Thank you so much. Great to talk to you, folks. Mind yourself with SpunOut.ie. That is it for this week of the Mind Yourself podcast. We really hope you've enjoyed it. And don't forget, if you'd like to listen into the podcast live, the guys uh, join us on the Zoo Crew on Spin every Tuesday evening at around half eight. You can join us live there where we chat about a different topic week on week relating to mental health and just looking after ourselves and different aspects of our lives. And as always, if you have a question that you want to put to the guys over at spunout.ie, you can do so by going over to Spin's website. If you head on over to the lifestyle section, you'll be able to fill out a completely anonymous form and we'll put the question to them for you. If you have enjoyed the podcast, please leave us a little rate and a review. And if you think someone you know might enjoy listening to the podcast, please do share it with them and we'll talk to you next week.